everyone. This week on Mini Van Men, we're going to start by talking about the TV pilot season and how I, Maz Jobrani, might get the part of a gay Latino in a TV show. Speaking of gay Latinos, we're going to be talking to Al Madrigal about how he coached basketball recently and what happened there. And last but not least, we're going to talk about how I think my son is a genius. All of that and more on Mini Van Men starting now. So you're going to test for this thing or what? Yeah, so uh, I think every... I can't believe we've been doing this for... How many years have we been doing this for? This is the second year? Third year? I feel year? like this is our second pilot Mi- Mila is two years third. old. We started this two years ago. How oh, is wow. that possible? Well, we skipped some... T- we, everybody, again, I should apologize because we've been skipping some weeks. We are so busy. I think a lot of people have podcasts. Bill Burr being the exception. Actually, a lot of very busy people have podcasts, but... We're incredibly busy. And also, you know, part of it is some, a lot of guys do their solo or they get guests on. But we have three guys that ended up being busy, which is a good thing. And we're trying to coordinate three guys' schedules. It's very, very, very difficult. Very so, hard. And um, you had to get up and right. go to New York, whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, it's crazy. So, so, I, um, so this is pilot season for people that don't know what that is. Every year, just a quick, quick summary. Every year... The new TV shows that are coming out, we all go out, we audition for them to try and get parts uh, for what would be called the pilot, which is just one episode. And every network will shoot, let's say, 10 comedies, 10 dramas, and they will pick like three comedies and three dramas to bring to this to, to, to the new season in September. And out of those six total shows that they'll put on their network, maybe one or two will last. That's a very nice way of putting it, and uh, it's a ridiculous crapshoot that goes on every single year, and you have to have all of this weird stuff aligned, but nowadays it seems like you need a celebrity producer, a cele- you know, celebrity cast members, and a celebrity writer, and it still may not go. So I think every single pilot from last year didn't work. It's, yeah, it's, so, yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, so, and the problem is that you get all fired up because you're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to test, which is what I'm going to be doing soon, which is what testing. you and like one in like three guys. You have a one in three chance of winning the lottery, basically. Of winning a part that might be the lottery, of getting yes. a ticket that might be the lottery. So, so, this, is what, so this is what's been interesting this, se- this season, and I was, I was telling you this uh, before. Um, you know, I, I feel like my look with my goatee was kind of get was was kind of specific, you know. I feel like a this lot is so of the, funny. Then, by the way, because you get in your head about this stuff. And you're oh yeah, like, you're like the goatee, and you're asking your wife. Well, no, before <laughs> listen, hilarious. before I didn't even think about it because what happened? Because as you know, I've talked about this on the show. I actually sold a TV show based on my standup uh, earlier to CBS, and we wrote the script. And if that would have been picked up to go to pilot, I would have played myself, so I could I could do the goatee. No big deal. And when I say I can play myself, that's, that means a goateed Middle Eastern American guy who is not a, not a terrorist, who doesn't have an accent, just talks like this, happens to have a goatee. But the problem is when then you go on auditions and the part has been written for, and these are the auditions I was going in for, it's been written for frumpy best friend. Ethnic friend. Ethnic friend, but kind of like frumpy kind of ethnic friend. When I show up with a goatee, I'm gonna, it, I started going in on these and I would look around the room and I was like... I look like Muammar Gaddafi, and these guys all look like they could be the best friend. <laughs> so I was like, this is wrong. I was like, this, I'm not going to get a part because I'm going to walk in, and they'll be like, because it's supposed to be like the nerdy best friend, and I'm showing up with this goatee, my head shaved, you know, 
uh, trying to nerd it up. I can't, I, got not, I can't do anything with my hair. I can't nerd that up. So I was like, you know what? I got to shave. I got to shave. I got I to gotta give myself a shot here. So I started going in on some, and I, instantly I felt better. Instantly with the goatee gone and just – I have that little soul patch underneath the mouth there. And sometimes that is maybe at all it was like your confidence or your, your mindset and thinking hey, that. Al, it better. wasn't the confidence. It was the fact that I'm looking around, and there's a bunch of nerdy-looking white dudes, and, once, and, and then even the, even the ethnic dudes – Let's put it this way. It wasn't like I'm looking around and it wasn't like Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy, by the way, goes out for some of these parts. He's a good looking black he's guy. He's too cool. He's too, he's too cool. He and I are in the room and I'm like, neither of us can get this because we, we both look too cool. Even though we could play kind of uncool, we just look, the goatee makes you look like you're at least trying to be cool. You need to look like me, ethnic nerd. Ethnic nerd glasses? Oh, oh Al. They love it. Al, those glasses. Nice. You and Kamau, K- Kumau Bell. What's his name? Kumau. <laughs> w. Kamau Bell. Oh, that guy, could, that guy could, if he didn't have his own show, he'd be cast left and right. And if people don't know who that is, Google him, IMDb him. The guy's yeah, got the one glasses. Of my good friends from San Francisco. He's got a show on the FX. Totally biased with W. Kamau Bell. Great I'm guy. Sure I like that show. I, I, lo- I, I think he's, a, I, he's, he's great. But those glasses, the look, I'm casting that guy. Me right. and Bill Bellamy show up. I'm not going to cast that as the best friend. And, and we're also, and we're also not, not, that, not that I'm handsome, this goatee thing. And then, and then, and then, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cast us as the lead either because we've got the white guy who's going to play the lead. Anyway, long story short, I just felt very uncastable in these parts that I was going out for. So you trim the goatee and then you start testing. What trim happened? The what are you testing for? So, so this, this is a funny thing. So I went out for a few parts and I was like, oh, and I felt good on a few auditions. Felt good, felt good. And you know how it is. Uh, you don't. You know. You you think. Oh, that felt pretty good. And then you're like. Oh, why haven't they called? What's going on? And you go. Okay, whatever. You gotta let it go. Let it go. So then I got an audition uh, to go out for a gay Puerto Rican guy. It's right up your alley. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, because last year, I'll tell you what happened last year. I don't know if people if people remember me talking about this. I went out and I tested for a Mexican cook. Yeah, I, I hate you for that. Remember, yeah. I was very upset about this. Well, yeah, but my point was, I went, listen, I go into some of these parts when I, when it's like this. I'm going, there's no way they're going to cast me because if the, I, even if, first of all, there's more Mexicans in California than there are white people. So there's got to be a Mexican actor that could play a Mexican cook. Nope. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what? So when I go to test and I'm like, okay, if I'm testing, I'm like, even if they thought I was good... They know that the Mexican lobby, La Raza, is going to be outside protesting every day we shoot. They'll be outside the WD. Media Coalition. Yeah. So I was like, they're going to cast me. And as a matter of fact, what happened was when I went and tested. And I would have called him. I would have been the guy. You would have been running the picket line. (laughs) I would have given you a ride. We would have given each other a ride to the thing. I'm going to go work. I'm going to go picket real quick, No, because this is something I did on The Daily Show. There's no Latinos on TV. We have huge population numbers. If you look at any of the stuff, like 50 million Latinos in, you know, 2030 has us just population numbers are off the charts. We are the largest. We were the largest minority a long time ago. And now, and you look at the the disparaging numbers with us on television is just ridiculous. There's an overwhelming amount of, I'm going to say it here, and I've said it before, I got in a little bit of an argument at The Daily Show 
with, I think there's an overwhelming amount of African-American, and this is true, there's a disproportionate amount of African-American actors on television compared to English-speaking Latinos. There's no doubt. And Asians are even worse. I mean, we have decent population numbers that need to be reflected on television. Well, you know what anyway, it is. Go ahead. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I mean, listen, the, right. the, I mean, you know. And for Maj Jabroni to be Lopez, taking and, our so gay Puerto I am, Rican so parts. So I am taking all your gay Puerto Rican <laughs> parts. No, so um, anyway, I, I've gone out for a few of these. And so I went out on this one, gay Puerto Rican guy, and I'm in the and I'm in the waiting area, and I run into a friend of mine, and I was like, "Dude, I go, I don't even know how how I'm gonna play this." I'm like, "I'm," and I told him, I said, "You know what? I'm going over the top. I'm going over the top because there's no way." And I told him, I said, "This is a, this is not just a Puerto Rican. This is a gay Puerto Rican. If I got this, there'd be gay people and Latinos protesting outside the studio." Sure, and so, also just see, I mean, all Puerto Ricans, a little gay. A little gay, a little gay. Okay, right, but you know, hey, you know, what's his name? Uh, uh, living La Vida Loca would be, yeah, you know. Ricky, Ricky Martin. Martin. Ricky, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cast Ricky Martin. Anyway, so uh, I went in and I, I started doing it and they started laughing. They were, they were super nice. They started laughing. And I was like, this isn't just a nice laugh. This is like, oh my God, we really I'm like killing this. killing it, yeah. And then they go, and then they go, can you do it without an accent? Which is a good sign always. And I did it without an accent and it totally changed the character. Then they go, can you, they go, do you have any other accents that you want to try? That's, 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 <laughs> that right there is, is code talk for, we don't want to say do the Middle Eastern accent, but can you do it? Yeah. So I did a Middle Eastern guy and they, they, again, they were like, this is great. So now going in, now I'm going to go, and like you said, it's narrowed down to me and a few other guys, and I'm going to go in, and I said, well, what accent do they want? And I was hoping they would say Middle Eastern, not Puerto Rican. Because if I, cause I, went, if I went Puerto Rican, by the way, last year when I went to test for the Mexican guy, uh, once I came out, the feedback was they like you, but they, don't, but they can't cast you to play Mexican. So yeah. they're, they're, they're debating whether they want to change the ethnicity of the chef to be a Middle Eastern guy. But part of the whole... Thing on last year's show was that it was taking place in the border in a border town in Mexico in in Texas, so it just makes sense that he's this, this Mexican guy. And then yeah. in the end, they gave they offered it to um, uh, Lopez. Luis Guzman. Oh, and, then, and then after that, one of the leads hurt their ankle, and the whole show got scratched. So this is for oh. people to understand how how fickle, uh, fickle this whole thing is. So now this year they said, the good news is they said, come in, do it with like a Middle Eastern accent. So at least I feel like, oh, I got a, I got a shot. But then I honestly have no idea if this show can go or not or what. So, can you talk about what is the show? Well, I, I, know, we're talk, I, I don't want to talk about it because until, like, it, let's see what happens. Real. This is okay. tomorrow. Let's see if, if, if it happens, I can tell you about it. If it doesn't happen, then I'll definitely tell you about it. Because then I, But you know, it's I'll great have some, to go on Deadline Hollywood and sort of look at their primetime panic, pilot panic thing or whatever that is and see what all these pilots are. And it's also, you can go to a great website called the Futon Critic and they have everything sort of listed out and all the activity amongst all the pilots and who's directing and who's writing and who's been cast thus far and it's all up to date. So if you're interested and you're not in this industry, it's, you could check this out. But it's very exciting. So you're going you're gonna to do this tomorrow? I go in tomorrow and we'll find out, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, uh, I've, I've been through this a, f a few times and it's always a little nerve wracking, but, but do like you I rehearse said, with Preetha? I do. Preetha is the worst person to rehearse with. My wife <laughs> hates, I've had her try and read sides with me. She's like, oh Jesus. And she'll like start. That's how you're going to, my wife always says, 
that's how you're going to do it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I'm not even messing with that. I've actually this this. <laughs> the good news is that the that there the, it's, there's three three scenes, but there's not a lot of lines. It's, I mean, it's kind of like one line, one line, one line. So the beauty of it is that I feel like I'll spend a little bit of time tonight. I'll go over it. I'll go there tomorrow. I'll do it. You know, I got I got shows at the Bray Improv tomorrow night. Life goes on. You know, I'm going to the Middle East yeah. in a couple. Of, the the good news about being stand-ups is that we have other things going and if and for people that aren't in this business it's it, it's like you're a constant freelancer so you need to have something to settle you down and actually kids are great for that too by the way kids are great yeah. for grounding well speaking you. of which uh why don't we take a break and talk about how i coached uh, some basketball nice but good luck thanks Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. All right, we are back. So I coached. I was able to come home from New York. I had took a week off for my daughter's birthday, and then in that time, Coached a couple of basketball te- games. My son Lorenzo is on two different basketball teams. Let me ask you a quick question here. Sure. What kind of league is this that you could just show up and coach a game or two? Is this, isn't a coach like a season long commitment? Like, don't you? It is. I I think it's. I filled in for a coach that wasn't there. He couldn't show up, so I was just coincidentally there. Nice. And I filled in. This is sort of a league where you have to fill out an application and sign up and get sort of screened to be a coach, and it's a serious league. And then the other one is his school team where I sort of assistant coached and I kept score and I kept the fouls in the scorebook and I yelled a lot. That's funny. And so but how I did you really do? Good. I really what? enjoyed it. I, I, have you ever coached? Yeah, I've co- uh, I coached, I coached uh, soccer. a girls soccer team. It was, the, it was one of the most fun times I've ever had. Um, now, let me ask you a question because I'm a, I'm a fun coach. I'm a night. I'm a good. I what occasion did you have to coach a girls' soccer team? You have your daughter is not an old. No, I was at I was at UCLA in grad school looking for like a college gig, you know, to make some money. And there was a job at the Marlboro Girls' School for the seventh and eighth graders. Fancy school in High Hancock Park. Fancy schmancy right. school. I went down. I told them about my experience in soccer, what I'm doing. They hired me. It just happened that two of the younger sisters of a couple of girls that were that I grew up with in Northern California were at UCLA, uh, younger than me, and they also had some soccer experience. So I brought them on as my assistant coaches and just had a blast. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. So it my really question is to you time. Yeah, my question to you is were you having fun or were you like was your blood pressure going up? Like what's I know you, what happened? I'm stressed out. I want to win. There's no doubt about it. A lot of people and I, I sort of got the the guys who are coaching. The What's the age range? What's the age coaching? range, by the way, so people understand what you're uh, getting stressed out about? My son is uh, ten, and the one team he plays on is actually eight, nine, and ten year olds, mm. and he's so he's sort of at the better end of the spectrum there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's really good. We put this basketball. I think I've talked about this a lot. We put this basketball hoop in our backyard. My son is very good at basketball. You've played against him. Yeah, yeah. He knows how to shoot around. Yeah. So he makes a lot of shots. He, you know. I was at a game where on the bench he made in double overtime a game-winning almost three-pointer with eight seconds left, and it was amazing. So 
I'm very into it, but I want to win. Whereas the other coach who's a dad who I know doesn't want to win that much. He's the and head coach he, and you're the assistant at this point? I'm the assistant. So there's a little bit of a Ooh. power struggle in that he, and if he's listening to this, I would tell him this to his face, but he's insisting on running these plays that these kids that are eight years old really don't know how to execute. Like what's, he, what's he trying to do, like alley-oops? No, he's just, you know, to have five players cooperating at this level is very difficult, and he's in sort of insisting on running plays where it might be more advantageous to take the younger kids out of the area of play and run some stuff with the older kids or just like until the, the younger kids come along. Does that mean bench know. the younger kids is what you want to do? No, I just want to, you know, and this is, it makes me sound like a complete weirdo. So whenever I start talking about this, but um, he is totally nice. And he goes, well, that would be poor sportsmanship. He looked at me and said that during the game. I'm like, I got an idea. Why don't we just spread it out a little bit and isolate? You know how, and they do that a lot in the NBA when they want one player to sort of isolate against. You want, I want to give the, put the ball in this kid you know, Kareem's hands. Right. On our team named Kareem. I want to put the ball in Kareem's hands and spread everything out and then have Kareem go one-on-one because I know he can take the guy he's up against. So that's I see what you're like, saying. You're saying let's go with our best guy. Let's tell, you know, you do this kind of stuff where like if you got a, you've got a kid that's not that good, you go, listen, your, your job is to take your guy defending you and just take him as far away from the play as possible. Take him out. He's going to stay on disappear. you. Disappear. These kids at this level just sort of stick to their man. Hilarious. And they're sort of obligated to do that. Take him out of the play. Hilarious. Get him out of the lane. Clear out the lane. Let people go. I love basketball. I love watching, so I have a lot of strategies on how to play it. So anyway, and then we get to my other son's team. They're playing outside his school team. My son goes to St. Philip the Apostle. And he's um, playing outside uh, on the asphalt for some reason. They have a game. And I got into it a little bit when a coach suggested that uh, my son got really, he got poorly, he, he was really badly fouled. And um, he almost tripped. They stepped on his hair. He laid, he was crying. Jeez. They, yeah, it was horrible. This is in the hood? And unintentionally. Okay. Um, okay. But the, the ref didn't call the foul. And I get up and I go, well, that's a foul. Oy. And the guy on the other team looks at me and goes, you should be concerned for the children. <laughs> and I go, first of all, it's my child. I'm very concerned. <laughs> Secondly, I go, the fouls, I'm trying to prevent this from happening again. This guy's not calling anything and kids are going to get hurt. And he goes, well, you need to settle down. And then I Bruce Wayne voiced, I mean, a Batman voiced him. I, I looked at him, I go, no, you need to settle down. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> he was a little scared. I think I was uh, pretty intimidating there. And then uh, he apologized to me afterwards because, again, I really was concerned about the safety of all the children. Why are they and playing also, on asphalt? Uh, was it full court? Full court asphalt game when the varsity girls had a practice in the gymnasium. And so my kids, the younger kids, get pushed outside. And I talked to the athletic director about it because I'm also that guy. And he said, um, they're JV. Who cares? Let them play outside. And he was being funny. He's a funny guy. Have Have you played a full court game at all in the recent past? I have. I tasted blood. I could barely run. It's exhausting. Um, It is 
playing full court basketball is one and really running is one of the most demanding things you can ever do. Dude, I, I played, really felt like I was going to die. Dude, I played, uh, I was doing shows in San Diego over the summer. A friend of mine said, listen, there's this little park. There's pickup games at three o'clock. Meet me there. I had not played basketball maybe in like four years. And I remember when I used to play, I was, I was like, I'm a good athlete, but, I, but basketball is not my best sport. So I'm a little like, you know, my shooting's okay, but but I'm not the best. So I was just worried that I was going to be like an embarrassment with my shooting because I haven't shot in several years. Sure. I went out there. Shooting was the least of my problems. Running is yeah. hard. Not having a heart attack was number one. <laughs> yeah. I was, it was, these guys were like in college and high school and they're running the ball. I was like, my God, we were playing up to 11. I literally, when it was like, when they were beating us like eight to three, I was like, can Hunched you guys just, over. I go, just score the other three, man. Let, let me, let me get out of here alive. Yeah. I was, I think I was spitting up blood when I was trying to do it. It was horrible. You know, you feel it and your lungs are burning so badly Ugh. because you're not used to sprinting like that. Yeah. And it's a whole different type of running when you're quick cuts all over the place. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I just think with the coaching thing, it really does suit me. But these dads that are coaching on a regular basis, I mean, I had a great time. I wasn't, with the exception of that incident, I was a perfect gentleman. My wife was very proud of me because I was sitting on the bench. I was joking around with the kids. I was able to communicate in ways to them where they really got it, whereas like, um, especially the eight-year-olds that really didn't understand the game, like a three-second rule in the key was saying it's hot lava yeah, yeah, and yeah. stay out of it. And your man, you stick to him like glue. And we talked about Velcro or whatever. And I was doing all these video game references that they really got. This is the new and Al. So, this is the new Al. Yeah, I really was into it. And it just made me, you know, and I, I do miss being at home and um, doing this sort of thing. But I really don't know if I could do it full time if I was there. I'd like because it's such I'd a like commitment. To, I'd like to coach. I mean, exactly. You're right. It is a like. What What do these guys do? Like, are they? That's it. What do they That's do? That's all they do. That's all they do. They they go home. They work. We're so unaccustomed to having nine to five jobs that we don't know what it's like. Yeah, but who's whose boss is letting them go a few days a week? Like to go coach the the tenure. I mean, you know, That's you what know, I'm saying it's just such a weird thing to me. Like I work in this job where we're away weekends. I could never be a coach because we do stand up comedy on the weekend. Right. You know, you know who coaches at the park by my house? Larry King. Shut up. Kid you not? He's like an assistant coach. You see him out there for his seven year old, eight year old boy. Baseball. Just a pair of suspenders. How is yeah. he old? He's so old, I can't believe he walks and let alone coaches anything. Yeah, he's out How there. How can someone who can't barely walk He coach? walks. He just walks hunched over. He's like like a Yoda kind of character. Pretty or interesting. Yankees cap. Yankees cap and all. So let's, uh, yeah, so I'm going to keep doing it. And if you have any good coaching stories, let us know. Minivanmen at gmail.com. Uh, not as bad as I didn't have any Cholo soccer dad rage, which I initially, when I was a spectator, I think I get more into it. And I was worried about what would happen if I coached and I ended up being okay. Because um, the way these Latino coaches go a little nuts, very passionate. Um, and I, I turned out all right, Maz. I'm very proud of myself. Proud of you, Al Madrigal. So, yeah, let's take a break, and I want to hear about um, Dara the Genius. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing, and you're, you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. 
go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. All right, so pre, your wife is going to get Dara tested because he's a genius. Okay, okay? so here's what happened. You know, we, <laughs> it, it's this was you know you know before you're before you're a parent, you have some parents who come up to you and they're like, "My kid is the genius. My kid is this," and you're like, "You are annoying." I don't want to brag, but oh. he's so smart. He's reading at oh. a sophomore in high school's level, and he's oh. only four years old. Oh, oh, I hate. He just the- read all the Harry Potters. Mm. Mm. I and have he doesn't this, have teeth. There's this one, just like uh, people, there's a couple we know, the girl just won't stop. And I'm like, the kids too. Like, shut up. Do something with yourself, you know? And She's it's gifted. Yeah. So then suddenly, out of nowhere, I hear Preetha, my wife, starts saying this about my son. He's gifted, he's gifted. I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, now she doesn't even know she's turned into that person. And she keeps saying it. But the more she says it, the more I start observing my son. I'm like, he is a little smart. And then beyond the smart, because I don't know, I don't know, because I, 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 here's the problem, because I don't know, I, I don't have another, I don't, I'm not, he, I'm not, I don't have another kid his age standing right next to him, right? Sure, sure. So maybe Except, his, all his friends are super stupid. Yeah, maybe, the, yeah, 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 exactly. So, so I don't know. But then I started watching, first of all, he's got a little bit of Rain Man in him, you know, like. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like like I I got a little like He's I got a little, little OCD. Forth, no, it? like like he'll see lines on the ground, like he has to follow the lines, kind of thing. It's a little 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 bit. I'm like, okay, and and so the problem here's the problem. Genius yeah, maybe isn't he's necessarily not a genius. He's just weird. No, no, genius isn't necessarily good. How many crazy <laughs> yeah. nutty geniuses do? You, half of the guys that were geniuses in our high school ended up either dropping out or or you know they just gave up. Like genius isn't necessarily sure. a good thing. So anyway, long story short, Preetha wants to get him tested and. Uh, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what these tests are. I don't know how they test people. And I said, you know what? Does doesn't hurt. Let's have them tested. I don't know. But but the couple of times I've started paying attention, I I have noticed like again, I have nothing to compare it with. But he's got good like comprehension and good memory. Like like we'll read a book. You know, half the time I'm reading a book, I'm I'm my mind's somewhere else. We read a book about dinosaurs the other day, and uh, you know, half the time when I'm reading, I'm I'm totally. Uh, uh, you know, uh, daydreaming. I'm not even pay attention. And then afterwards, at the end of the book, they had all the pictures of the dinosaurs that we'd read about. And he, and he knew a lot of the names of the dinosaurs. And I was pretty impressed by it. Um, and I thought, maybe he is a genius. I don't know. But, but It's also probably the 30th time he's read that damn book. Yeah, but how think? many dinosaur names? I've, I've read it 30 times as well. All I remember is Triceratops. That's all I got. I got Triceratops T-Rex. I got Tyrannosaurus, Triceratops, then I'm stuck. And he's like busting out with like Quetzalcoatl or something. And there's another. Uh, anyway, long story short, I don't know what it means. I'm just hoping uh, if, it, if he does have something, that then some school will say, hey, why doesn't he come here for a lot cheaper than when he goes to your other school? Because we'll give him a scholarship or something. I'm just, you know what my oh, yeah. whole goal with this kid right now is? I just want a scholarship. I don't care if he's smart. I don't care if he's a good athlete. I don't care if he is uh, uh, the best criminal. If they give him a scholarship of being the best criminal, I will take it at this point. So, but you're talking about Preetha's going to get him tested. Don't spend a lot of money on that because, you know, Kristen, my wife has all the tests and does testing. So, done. Don't do that. Beautiful. And have him. 
But if, if there are tests, I mean, Kristen will tell her what to do. So don't go to waste Because also educational therapists and people like that, they'll charge them 4000 You don't want to be charged $4,000. No, 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 no. I'm trying to save money. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to save it. I'll be like, you look, know, I'll take my own test. is going to try, like, he have tested here? And also, what is your goal of testing them right now? Are you getting a scholarship right now? I mean, I don't understand. No, no. The, I, like, the, the honest truth is part of it is also, I mean, look, the guy's in he's primary. He's a four and a half. He hasn't even started kindergarten yet. But like, yeah. but he does, but he does quite often like say he's like a little bored with like the activities. So like they've actually started giving him extra like workbook. He loves, he loves doing workbooks. I love that. I, I mean, I'm like, God bless you. Do sure. More work, more so work. the Montessori school that he's at, which we talked about before, should start giving him extra stuff because yeah. they're going to see that he is bored and start letting him. And Preetha can, you know, Kristen can talk to Preetha if you want Preetha to give Kristen a call. So. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I'll do that. We'll have a, we'll have a little call, see what it's going to take for the scholarship to come in. But anyway, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like you should also wait until he starts really reading to really see where he's to at. See if he's if and he's really. What do you mean, Al? Just because he doesn't, he knows. You know, we should, we can test him on reading? the letters. No, he know he you know he like because he, he could read cat. All right, so <laughs> at four and a half years old, both my kids were reading. Hey, hey, video. buddy. Hey, maybe your kids were geniuses. <laughs> and you just lost out. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. I think at their Montessori school, I think they should be reading at this point at least as a and we have a bunch of uh books to give you as well we have all these beginning reading reader books that we should give you as well um so let's we'll stay tuned for this i would be very excited to know whether or not your son is an absolute genius it's gonna be awesome well hey he's Um, he's half indian so i've got hope totally and chris not here doing extremely well in this show so everybody keep watching chris's show please and again i apologize we've been so busy i have a full-time job on the daily show working my ass off and also with all things comedy uh, we couldn't be happier to have tom papa join us we've got if you love podcasts and you're listening to this please go to all things comedy and check out some of the others uh come to papa and we're both me and Moz are very good friends with tom he is one of the funniest comics out there. He also is Jerry Seinfeld's regular opener. So you can see uh, and, and listen to his podcast. Go to allthingscomedy.com and look at some of the other podcasts. Um, very funny guys all over the place. Jake Johansson, Harlan Williams. But newest edition is Tom Papa. How exciting is that? Fantastic. Is, is it is right. it his Come so, to Papa show? Yeah. That's a great show. Have you done it? No, I mean, you know what? I just hadn't schedule wise. He's asked me a couple times, okay. and it hasn't panned out. So that's a great um, show. People listen. He does interviews, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, it was great talking to you. I I miss you. I miss you, <laughs> honey. I miss you. And good great. luck. By with the your, way, uh, great uh, uh, for those of you that are listening. Uh, do check out uh, now the 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 Daily Show stuff you do, Al. Is it all it's archived? All online. So they can go to thedailyshow.com and then go to News Team and then look my name up and then all of my pieces are on there. I was telling you the one that you did about tanks was hilarious. So yeah, and I just had one air last night that uh, everybody really likes. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. Check out Al Madrigal. All right. On The Daily thanks. Show. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, thanks, Jorge. Bye, guys. Thanks, man. Bye.
All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks.